Hey guys, it's Jackie, founder of All Mama Care and Mama to a Super Kid. When my son was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia at 21 months old, not only did I feel my world was ending, but I was alone and scared. I made it my job to get my hands on every resource possible to become educated about his diagnosis. And I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I was determined to become empowered and do everything possible to help my baby and my family thrive. Along the way, I've had the pleasure of connecting with some wonderful organizations and meeting some of the most caring and authentic people. This podcast is dedicated to supporting parents and families while their child is going through cancer treatment and beyond. I share with you all the resources that have played a major factor during this time in my family's life, and I'm so glad you're here with me. And now, let's get this episode started. Caring for a loved one during a cancer treatment is often very isolating. You're on call 24-7 and often don't have the time to connect with others. What if I told you there was a way for you to connect with other caregivers in real time? You're able to ask questions, get advice, and create lasting friendships well beyond treatment. What if I told you there was a way for you to connect with other parents, nurses, doctors, child life specialists, children's psychologists, cancer survivors, and anyone helping support children in the medical world? Better yet, what if I told you these conversations were happening on demand? Well, my friend, I'd like to introduce you to a new app called Clubhouse. Tara Garrity rejoins me on the podcast this week, and we talk all about her new club called Pediatric Playground and how to keep the conversation going wherever you may be. My time with Tara was chocked full of so many topics that I had to break this one into two episodes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you'll be notified when part two airs and you can hear more about Tara's story and her book called Making Cancer Fun. I really want a community where parents who have these life-changing diagnoses can come together, have conversations, bring in child life specialists and nurses and survivors. I just connected with this amazing survivor to do rooms, right? Like how cool for for us as parents to be able to hear from a childhood cancer survivor one-on-one and ask questions and things like that. And to bring these communities of people together in an environment that's very aligned with the Making Cancer Fun philosophy, which is to provide people a place of hope. Welcome back to the All Mama Care podcast. I am so excited to have Tara Garrity here tonight. Welcome, Tara. How are yeah, you? I'm excited to be here. I love hanging out with you, Jackie. I'm so glad that you came back and we talked about making cancer fun and your story with your daughter, Emily. And I'm just so excited to have you back on and talk about this new app called Clubhouse that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I cannot get enough of it. Um, so let me just backtrack. I want to give you a proper introduction, Tara. Um, so Tara and I have known each other for over two years, and I feel like it was divine intervention that I came across your book, Making Cancer Fun. Um, we are a part of a club that nobody wants to be a part of. And I honestly, Tara, just every time I talk to you, you're probably going to get sick of it. But I thank you so much for just changing my mindset around my son's diagnosis and really helping me through such a dark time in my life. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, So let me give you the proper introduction that you deserve. 
Tara has spent over 21 years in leadership development. She holds a degree in theater, and I'm looking at my notes because it's such a long introduction. <laughs> um, she has a background in improvisation. She is a six-figure entrepreneur, business coach, TEDx speaker, fellow momcologist, and author of Making Cancer Fun. She's also the founder of a global club on Clubhouse, which we will talk about. And the global club is called Hey Girl, You Can. I love the title so much. <laughs> She's a mentor of mine, and I'm so lucky to call her my friend, and I'm so honored that you're joining us tonight. So thank you so much. Before I'm a mess on your video, I, <laughs> and, and I will tell you what you said, really, um, I really appreciate that because one of the quotes, and the, and the quote that I opened my um, book with is from Brendan Richard, um, and he says, if you struggled through something and survive, you should then help those who are still struggling. And I think, uh, you know, my daughter is, is a I'm so every single day grateful. She's going to be 15. I cannot believe she's going to be 15 because when, uh, for those of you who don't know me, when she was three and a half, she was a stage four high risk neuroblastoma diagnosis and literally in an emergency room was dying and her lungs were collapsing and she was suffocating and, and she would have died that night in her sleep if we had not gone to the emergency room and obviously didn't know she had cancer. And I remember praying and praying for her to live to be seven because that was five years post bone marrow transplant. And that was such a significant, like pinnacle, you know, milestone and just dreaming, like imagine her being seven, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, seven. It just seemed so far away. And now she's going to be 15. That's I mean, crazy. it's just, you're like, how does this happen? It, it is crazy. It is yeah. crazy. And it's a gift and it's a blessing. And, and I'm, and, and I've seen firsthand like how mindset and reframing and, and things like that. And it's been interesting as she's gotten older and her points of view and what she remembers and how she's experienced, you know, and sometimes it works for you and against you. You know, I will say that it's been interesting as she's gotten older, I'll be like, Emma, I don't want you to do that. I don't think that's safe. And she's like, mom, I, I got through cancer. Like, are you really worried about this? And I'm like, yes, I really am worried about this. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work to our advantage. They get a little like, I can, I'm a, I can do anything, mm -hmm. but I want it. I want it. I want a child to believe she can do anything. Right. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So we, I, I think we all want that for that. our kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Let's talk about clubhouse and this wonderful community that you've created. And later we'll get into, um, a specific club that called pediatric playground that you have, uh, put together for moms and dads and nurses and um, everybody else that's in the um, special medical community. So yeah. let's let's dive right in. Can you kind of give us an overview? Of what is Clubhouse? You got me a little little choked up, so I have to blow my nose now. <laughs> that's great. Um, so yeah, Clubhouse is a new app, and I, and I'll tell you, I had it's kind of funny how it all came together. I had a friend who's really a social media person. Um, very big on Instagram, which I'm, I'm not, that's a very strange animal to me. And she was all like, you gotta kind of get a clubhouse, everybody get in clubhouse. It's the new biggest app. And we always hear that, right? It's the new biggest app. And so I kind of downloaded it. It is invitation only. So I went in and I reserved my name. I downloaded it and kind of forgot about it. And a couple of days later, somebody let me in, like somebody who was connected to me through. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And so I just stuck it on my phone again, didn't really think much of it, hopped into a couple of rooms she was doing because she was really like, you got to get on this. You got to get on this. And I thought, I don't know, this just feels like one more thing. And then my sister-in-law who is like 
a big, you know, she's an Instagram, she's in the whole, like understands algorithms and influencer and she's a mom okay. influencer and she, and she's younger than me. So she's cool. And she messages me and she's like, Tara, you're on clubhouse. And I, it's the coolest moment of my life. You're I like, was like, yeah, oh, I'm clubhouse. <laughs> and so we go away for new year's this year, um, because we couldn't do our normal stuff that we would do because of COVID and everything. So we, we took the kids, we rented a beach house with my brother. I, I live at the beach. So it was kind of funny. It was just like an hour away, but it was a different beach. So it felt like something new. And she was really like, you got to get in clubhouse. And so she encouraged me to get in clubhouse and then, and she figures out all the like nitty gritties of how this works. Right. And my initial thought was the real reason I joined Clubhouse was I thought if this is an audio app, so the way it works with Clubhouse is it's all audio. So if you, it, first of all, it's right now when we're recording, that's uh, only open for iPhone users. It runs on the uh, iPhone system, the iOS. So you have to have an iPhone or an iPad mm-hmm. um, and you have to be invited. Mm-hmm. And so th- that is pretty significant. They eventually will open to Android users, but right now that's w- where we're limited at. So, so if one of your I, friends is on the app, then they can invite you. They that's can invite you, the but it's not unlimited invitations. Mm-hmm. So each user has kind of a handful of invitations. So it's not like I can say, oh, everybody I know, I can give you an invite. And the app just celebrated, I think like last week, it's one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So when it started, it was a lot of creatives and, and venture capitalists and people out of, you know, uh, in that arena. And they, it, the purpose of the app was to develop and have deep and meaningful conversations. It was bringing people together in these small little, what they call rooms um, and have deep, meaningful conversations. And so it kind of, it did that for the first like, eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still pretty small. And then in December and in November, December, it really started to grow. So when I joined the end of December, there were about a million people on the app. Fast forward, it is now the end of March. And I think mm-hmm. there's like 15 million or more people on the app. That is how quickly it is kind of taken mm-hmm. off. Um, and so it, it, the way to describe it is I describe if you walked into a school, if you walked into a school and you, they have what's called a hallway, if you walk down the hallway of the school, there would be a lot of different rooms in that school. Now, some of the rooms you might go into and they would be big lecture halls where there might be a, a top university professor or a guest speaker on stage. And you would just be sitting and listening to that, that conversation that was happening on stage. Okay. Yeah. You like might- tonight I popped into a room with the co-founder of Netflix uh-huh. as I was doing dishes and there was like a thousand people in that room. So yep. it was really cool. So there have been rooms that the max right now is 8,000 in a room and there have been rooms that have gotten shut down because they were or closed where they've hit 8,000 and that's all people mm. can get in the room. Um, so you might have a, a lecture hall with somebody like that. Somebody who's top in their field, right? You might have, you open, a, you open a room and you go into a room and it just might be a little club. It might little be a little club of people in a niche market, maybe the photography club, and they're having a conversation about that. And then you might go down and there might be a, a bigger room where they're, they're doing maybe a, a you know, biology meet with a Q&A and people are coming in and out and answering questions and asking questions about biology and somebody's there talking about that. So really any topic you could think of, there's a room for on this app, whether it's business, whether it's like, I have a friend who's, she's part of a doodle club. They get together and they doodle in the morning. It's like a little meditation. And then they change their profile pictures. So everybody can show their doodles. Oh, neat. There's meditation rooms. There's breath work rooms. There's moms connecting and having groups. There's 
Um, like you want to know how to run an Instagram or run a Shopify. There's get on Amazon. There's a business room on that. Uh, one of my friends, she's a does all TV shows. They get together and they all talk about their TV shows. Cool. I hopped in a room that was a full on fledged Broadway production of, oh I think, girls. and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And they're all singing on the app. Um, there's an open mic night. There's a lullaby room where people get in and they sing for a few minutes. And it's like oh. at, in the evening, there's politics, there's news. I mean, you picture it that I, somebody was doing a virtual tea party. I oh. mean, you picture it, there's something on that app. So it is mm. a cross between a podcast where you can basically get access to any top, think how podcasts, right? You could get a topic on anything, yeah. but it's cool because it's in real time. Mm -hmm. And depending on the size of the room, you can get on stage and participate in that conversation or get your questions answered. And, you know, it, it, I think that given a time where people feel very isolated and people are wanting to connect with mm -hmm. other people, it's super cool because it's international. I'm, I'm meeting people and having conversations with people all over the world. Um, yeah. So I think there's a deep desire to be connected. But what I also love about it, there's two significant things I love about it versus other types of social media. Mm -hmm. and, and somebody said this early on when I was on the app, when you go into Instagram, it's all about the photo, right? right? It's about how you hold your coffee mug and, and your filter and, you know, what your background looks like. And so mm -hmm. it's very much about the picture and, and the outside. But when you're in clubhouse, there's no, there's no videos. There's no photos. You get a teeny little profile picture. It's not about what's out here. It's all about what's in here. Mm -hmm. It's about what do you think? What do you bring to the conversation? And it levels the playing field where the knowledge and the, what you contribute is more valuable than what you actually look like. And that's kind of a cool thing in the social media world that that doesn't happen. Right. The other thing I really love about it, and particularly as we're getting more censored, is that because it's real time, it reminds me of TV before they had the delay. Remember yeah. when there was TV and people would say something on TV that they shouldn't say? And right. it was like, oh, we can't do it because it was live TV. And now right. we have that three second or five second delay where they can bleep it out. Yeah. There's no bleep on Clubhouse. So number one, you say it and it's gone. It's mm -hmm. not recorded. Clubhouse cannot be recorded unless it's specifically like granting permission for that. And you know that it's being recorded. Mm -hmm. um, but also it puts a lot of accountability back on us. Um, so it's a really cool app. It's super taking off. Um, so when I joined Jackie, it truly was my heart was, wow, this will be a great way for me to connect with parents who were going through life-changing pediatric diagnoses. So um, while my expertise is, is obviously childhood cancer, right? My daughter also has a super rare autoimmune disease. And I have a friend who, whose son was diagnosed with epilepsy and we've been doing a lot of talking together and helping her with how do you make medicine fun and, and, and change things mm -hmm. for that. And so I thought, I really want a community where parents who have these life-changing diagnoses can come together have conversations, bring in child life specialists and nurses and survivors. I just connected with this amazing survivor to do rooms, right? Like how cool for, for us as parents to be able to hear from a child yeah. cancer survivor one-on-one -on -one and ask questions and things like that. And to bring these communities of people together in an environment that's very aligned with the Making Cancer Fund philosophy, which mm -hmm. is to provide people a place of hope. Mm -hmm. And it, it's never to... Um, it's never to pretend that harsh reality of cancer or some of these diagnoses don't exist. As parents, we're aware they exist. We live them every day. Right. It's to give people a little place where 
this is a space that I can, I can feel hopeful about the future for me or for my child. I can feel a little uplifted. I can feel a little better. And more connection with other parents. I mean, especially not so alone. Exactly. I mean, even in COVID right now, I mean, you know, they're, we're so limited with all of our kids going through treatment. Everybody's immunocompromised. And so it is just even that much more isolating. And my heart goes out to all those families that receive a diagnosis inside quarantine. I mean, luckily we had a little bit of leeway because Ollie was diagnosed prior to quarantine, but um, it, it's very isolating. And I, the wonderful thing, like you said, Tara, about Clubhouse is that you can listen in. And if you know you feel like you need to bounce out of the room, that's fine. If you want to come back, that's fine too. It's There's zero pressure. And the great thing is I've developed some wonderful relationships with people, like you said, across the globe. I was talking with a woman from India today. Um, I was outside doing yard work, which is such a blessing to me because I've dreamed about, it's funny because I've actually dreamed about like being able to like own a home and like do yard work. But as I was doing it, like I was able to listen to somebody from halfway across the world and it was absolutely amazing. And she was giving me this wonderful advice about Instagram and, and just learning new skills. So not only is it nice to talk about and connect with other parents that are in the pediatric cancer world or other diagnosis with medically, you know, kids going through um, medical issues, but also that other human element to it Mm -hmm. of connecting with other moms or connecting with, like we were talking about earlier, doing funny stuff. There's like a trivia night and, you know, just like learning new skills like that. And I even imagine too, you know, if, if I was stuck in the hospital, if, if, if for whatever reason, you know, we had to be at the hospital for a long time, I, always go back and picture myself laying on that cot or whatever, having Ollie, you know, in the bed and I can't have a light on, I can't read anything. Like, so listening to someone in a conversation in a room and, and that's just so comforting. And and I, I would gravitate towards that. So I imagine that there may be some other parents or grandparents or anybody else out there that may be able to uh, use that as some type of, you know, coping mechanism to, to feel more connected to others that are going through it. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point. If you're in that room and you're isolated, because what's great about clubhouse is it's 24 seven. So it just works on your schedule. There are rooms going 24 seven and, and you can pop in and find those spaces and you can search for clubs that are aligned for what you're looking for. When you Um, create a profile, you get to pick and choose what mm-hmm. topics you're interested in. And then the algorithm kind of works. Yeah. Around. And really what will, what will populate the rooms that will pop up are very dependent on the people that you're following. So for example, if I'm follow, so it's a little bit different than other social media sites. Cause it's not about just follow for follow. It's about being very specific that the people I'm following are going to determine what rooms I see. So for example, if I follow you and you're in a lot of rooms with, you know, moms or child hair cancer communities or mm-hmm. things like that, then that's going to show me more of those rooms uh. because the algorithm goes, okay, Jackie likes those conversations. Those are conversations you're probably going to want. So you can, so initially I just followed everybody. And then I had some really funky things going on in that <laughs> way where I was like, what are these rooms popping right. up? <laughs> um, so I start to realize it's, it's who you're following, but okay. you can also search for clubs. So clubs are created and there's some are very small and niche and some are very big and you can find clubs that align with your interests so that you can see those clubs. 
you know, um, and then if you don't like something, you can just remove that. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could search by a topic or you can search by an emoji. Like, so for example, my sister-in-law is Filipino. So she will put the Filipino flag in wow. her search box. That's and then cool. anybody in their bio who's has that in their bio will pop up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's very, you can find anything. Yeah. Um, it's like the, I guess like the, the, it's like an audio internet. <laughs> yeah, it really is cool. And when you say there's clubs, so, so can we just kind of like break it down? So under pediatric playground, that's the club name. And then, and then you can, as a host, um, you can start a classroom uh, and that would be scheduled ahead of time or uh, like, can you kind of take us through like, how does that work? Yeah. On the back end? So, uh, so I'll give you two very extreme examples. Mm. Um, so when I got on and, and I said, my goal was to connect with these parents, but I got on at the end of December, there were only a million people, which we say only a million, but when there's billions of people in the world, it doesn't very much. Right. right. Um, and there really, there was no space for the cancer community. And what I mean by that is there were no clubs and there were no people. Like I was searching, there was nothing, there was nothing childhood cancer coming up. And so I, I thought my sister-in-law said to me, and you know, thank goodness she did. She said, Tara, start a club. And I thought, what am I going to start a club on? Who am I going to invite? There's no cancer parents on here. Yeah. So I thought, well, where are the cancer, where, who connects us? It's the moms, right? As the moms, we all connect. So I, I have a background working with women. I'm comfortable working with women. I'll start a club for women. Mm -hmm. And so I started this club called Hey Girl, You Can. And we just started doing rooms that would build women up, that would affirm women. We did goal setting for confidence. We would share our wins. And so I just created this club and it, it's, it's so crazy. And I know that you know this, but it's crazy. We had 10,000 women in under 45 days. It was crazy. And I was like, what just happened? And, and we'll have another 10,000 like this month, like we're adding about 10,000 wow. a month. I mean, it's crazy. And, it, and the whole thing has exploded, which has been super exciting, um, but in that particular club, uh, anybody who is a member can host rooms right now. At some point, clubs get so big, you do need to change that. Um, so some clubs are very large where not everybody can host a room. Only specific people can host rooms or you need to apply to the founder of the club to say, hey, this is the room I would like to host. Mm -hmm. So every club is structured very different. Um, and you need to, each club will tell you these are the rules. They'll have a description of the club. These are the type of things that we talk about. This is how this club is run. Some clubs have a specific schedule and they say on Monday, we do this room on Tuesday, we do this room on Thursday, we do this room and you can see the schedule. Some clubs have no schedule and, and only the people who there's a very small group of people will host rooms. Some clubs will say, well, anybody can host a room. You need to email us. Let us know what your room is. We'll put you on the calendar. So in, in Hey Girl, you can right now. And again, this, this will change because we are growing so quickly. Right now, members can host rooms and they can go in and they can say, okay, I'm going to have a, I'm going to host a room. And now all the members of the club get to find out about that room. And we have guidelines on the types of rooms that we want them to be and that they're positive and that uh, for Hey Girl, You Can, that the purpose of that club is to be the most positive club in Clubhouse and that when women leave rooms, they feel affirmed, they feel uplifted, and they feel like I actually can. So that's the purpose of that club. Um, so as it started to grow and more people like you and, and some really great people that I know that have um, childhood cancer podcasts and are in the childhood cancer community, um, I started to reach out and go, Hey guys, do you want to be part of my other club, the pediatric playground? Yeah. Um, and you know what, I, I don't know as far as if that name was a great name or not, I didn't want to make it making cancer fun because I really wanted it to be for any family that was experiencing a life-changing diagnosis. 
Um, and I wanted something that sounded fun and playground sound fun. So that's I love how it, the name. I okay, I'm glad because I've been up in the air about that. I'm like, all right, yeah. but I wanted the idea that pediatrics. Yeah. And this is my whole, you know, if, if you've seen my my TEDx talk, this is my whole mission is that pediatrics can be fun. The medical world does not need to be scary for children. That we need to, as a as a collective, like a global community, come together and say, how do we change medical experiences? that to make them more fun for children, not that they're always going to be fun, but more fun than they are now. Right. right? And less scary and using fun as a coping tool for families who are going through these, this crisis. Um, so in that particular club, uh, the members are very limited. The members are people that I've hand selected that I know align with that vision of giving. And, and the purpose of that club is to give parents hope is to give parents hope who are in a, in a, in a, probably the biggest crisis of their life, right? Mm -hmm. And to provide resources, to provide conversations, to provide experts, to bring uh, experts to those panels that parents can get in and talk to those experts or talk to that child life specialist or that therapist. And that those people who are leading the rooms are really kind of pre-screened, that this is not just a free fall, this is a really structured, but we have all of these followers who could be anybody. So I'm really excited because Jackie is one of our, what we would call a moderator. So Jackie is going to be hosting these rooms and all of these followers, anybody who's part of, who's following the club will have access to her room. will be able to go in, we'll be able to participate in the conversation, but she'll be leading that room. So that club is structured very differently. And so, and, and you find spaces that align for you. Um, but we are, I'm actively looking for people who either want to contribute to the community in a meaningful way and bring great conversations. So whether that's you're listening and you're, a, a, you know, you have a podcast or you're a mom who's really an advocate um, and you're looking to, you know, spread your advocacy or connect with their moms. Or maybe, you know, we have a friend who she's a licensed clinical social worker and her child had uh, cancer. And so she, and she was a, a licensed clinical social worker in the childhood cancer community. Like what a great expert to bring to the table. Wow. Um, or if you're a nurse or a doctor or somebody who has a nonprofit and you'd like to lead, I'm looking for people who want to be those kind of key members who will lead these conversations and then looking to spread the word so that any family who, who feels like this is a space that I need. I need a space that's going to be inspiring and giving me hope and giving me ideas will we'll become a, a follower of the club and have access to these conversations um, that ideally would be happening 24 seven, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very excited to see what that will bring and the type of people that will attract, particularly as the app is just growing and growing and growing and more and more people will be there. And then eventually Android users will open up and I mean, imagine being able to be a mom who's going through cancer treatment here in the United States and talking to a mom halfway across the world who's going through cancer treatment and, mm -hmm. and to feel like, or, or hearing ideas from other people and what was worked for them or being in a room with a panel of childhood cancer survivors and getting to ask them questions. That that's it. That's what excites me. I mean, like, I, yeah, it's um, like we were talking about, you know, prior to hopping on this call, I. I'm now in this world and I don't think I can ever step out of it. And some people do, some people say, you know what, that was a chapter. We're done. We're moving on with life. I'm choosing, you know what, I'm, I'm already in this. This is already written into our story. And I was telling a friend the other night, you know, if my son grows up and he doesn't want <clears throat> to be, you know, a part of, um, 
you know, or talk, keep talking about, you know, leukemia or cancer, then that's fine. That's his choice. But I feel like, you know, it's my kind of like rite of passage, like you were saying that quote, if you can just share with us, what was that quote that you said? Yeah. So it's by Brendan Burchard. And it says, if you struggled through something and survived, you should then help those who are still struggling. And I heard it similar to like, if you've gotten through a fire and you're out of the fire, now you go back and you bring water to throw on the people who are still in the fire. And I think that's, I feel like my job is now to throw water on people who are still in the fire, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's just amazing, Tara. I honestly, like, I just, I cannot believe how many lives you've impacted just with, Hey girl, you can with making cancer fun with pediatric playground. And again, like, I know I'm singing your praises, but you really have, you've been such a coach to me during this whole two years of my son's treatment. And I just feel really blessed to even know you and like really just be a part of this amazing community because everything that you said in terms of like connecting people halfway across the world, but also the human element to it is just listening into other survivors. And like you said, bringing hope to an unimaginable, horrible chapter, um, in a family's life and in a child's life. And, um, I'm, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait. And I keep joking because I feel like I never have two hands. I always got the baby in one arm I'm helping Ollie with something, but when I can get two hands and I can like really dive in and really become, you know, a part of pediatric playground and really run with it, I am just so excited and, and so hopeful And I'm really excited to help a lot of other people that, um, you know, are unfortunately going through these horrible um, times with their kids. So uh, I just want to thank you for for creating this wonderful platform, this wonderful club to really bring people together in a really tough time. Oh, I'm very excited for you to get your two hands together because I want to (laughs) have those clubs. And then how cool, right, to have a space where it'll be like the AL Mama podcast hosting this room, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'll all know if you know Jackie and you know what she's about and you see that room, you'll be like, that's a room I want to be in because I Mm -hmm. get who she is. And then invite your friends. (laughs) And then invite your friends to come out. Yeah. And I also like that it's, you know, nobody sees you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that you're, you know, um, like, obviously I'm dressed to be on camera with you, right? (laughs) And I had some other things that I had to do today. So I, I was extra dressed all day. But particularly this year, there's a lot of days that I legit am in my pajamas all day and my Mm -hmm. hair has been like not washed for four days. And what's great about the app is no one can see you. So if you're a mom who's like, dude, I'm just struggling even getting my kids dressed today, you can be in your house connecting with other women. It's not over a Zoom. It's not in person. It's nobody sees you. And you're on mute too. Unless yeah, you, you decide yourself, to become a speaker and you don't have to contribute if you just mm-hmm. want to listen. Um, and I think when, you know, you're going through treatment and you feel like I'm so burnt out as it is it, it, like, yes, I can hop on a support group or zoom or whatnot, but the effort to get dressed and right. to get on there may stop somebody from wanting to do that. Right. Um, and so that barrier is gone with this app and yeah. I mean, I think that it's small right now. Pediatric room is very small compared certainly to, Hey girl, you can, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool is that even within that community, it's this community of women that are just, we really believe as a community that women are better collaborating 
that we, uh, you know, we look for women who believe in collaboration, that believe in upbringing and uplifting women. So even if it's not, you know, the, the medical piece, just finding a place where you don't feel so isolated, where you can feel a little normal, you know, maybe you like knitting or maybe you like, like, um, we have a, a friend who she does a woman, it's all women in sports. Like what a cool community, right? Cool. Um, maybe you want to learn something. Maybe you want to learn a new tip. You can go in and, and find out. Uh, I think that there's a, and I have certainly struggled this. Uh, I mean, you know, from my story, I was going through a domestic violence divorce the same time my daughter had cancer. And so the idea when people say self-care, I mean, I was in survival, forget self-care. I was in right. sur- like legit survival. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was coming out of that and trying to piece my life back together, I felt so, you know, I I was left broke. Number one, I was financially broke. I was emotionally broke, right? I was exhausted. I was just exhausted. And and I think that's maybe it'll be interesting to see when we were talking about you transitioning out because you feel like you're like this (gasps) for so long. Like you're there as mama bear advocating for your child, taking care of your child, giving to your child, trying to, and now with COVID, now you have to protect your child, Mm -hmm. right? And I remember six months, openly six months after everything was settled, she was out of treatment. All the court stuff was over. Life was like, she was safe physically. She was safe medically, you know, as much as you can be as a survivor. Right. And I just felt like after six months, I remember waking up one day and being like, I feel like I'm walking around in the body of an, of an 85 year old woman. This is what I could only imagine. I would feel like if I was a senior, Yeah, my whole body was just exhausted. And it, and it was this I've been hit a wall. Like I, I refer to it as like, literally, I think it was like two weeks ago. I felt like I hit mile 18 in the marathon because I knew we only had, you know, one and a half more months left of his treatment. And I looked at my husband and I said, I need to leave the house. I need to go on a walk. And I went by myself on a walk. And as I was walking Tara, I seriously felt like uh, there was an elephant on me. And as I was walking, I just started crying. And like, I just felt like this weight just like lifted off of me. And I, I visualized like my breath coming out and just leaving with the wind. Wow. And I, I felt like this huge weight was just like, I, it needs to get out of me because it is so heavy. You're in survival mode for so yeah. long. And I refer to it as like, okay, this is the marathon that we are given. This is my late teen. Here's the wall. I need to get this elephant off of me so that I can push my son to the finish line. And that's what that's we're doing a powerful right now. Visual. That's what we're doing right now. And so that's, that's my mantra. I'm like, you know what? I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. I'm fueled up. Like I got my, my Gatorade and I got my, my fuel belt and I'm ready because we are, we're just going to keep moving forward, but you do, you hit that wall And it's just nothing can, you just have to be in that ugly emotion and then work yourself through it. And there's how long it is reality. I mean, for most of us, I was running on cortisol. I was running on cortisol, like that stress hormone, just running and running and running for years because it wasn't just, it was her treatment and the divorce and everything with courts. I mean, it was years of this cortisol when all that finally ended, it was, my body was just like, Yeah. And I still, I will tell you it is years later and I still feel like, and, and there's quite a bit of uh, medical research going on right now about the, the physical toll that childhood cancer takes on the parents, because we know that the parents 
and the siblings have a high, significantly higher rate of PTSD than the actual child. Um, and I, I don't think that we can underestimate that enough because parents feel like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then I've struggled with that. Like, why don't I have the same energy? Why don't I have, why do I need to sleep more? Why do I feel like I can't focus as much? Yeah. And, and it's been years. And I just have to acknowledge that my body will probably never be the same that it was before that, that level of, of trauma. You know, my daughter had a trauma, but I had a trauma. And so you bring up an interesting point before, which is significant. You, you, I heard you say, you know, Ollie may not want to be in the childhood cancer world. And my daughter was a guest for a, a Taylor and Laura on the Golden Voices podcast. Mm-hmm. And they oh, asked really? her, what do you, oh, what do you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll it's out listen. yet. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if it's out yet, but they said, you know, what do you want somebody to know about being a childhood cancer yeah. survivor? And she said, nothing. I just am a regular kid. I don't want them to know anything. I, I just... There's nothing like I am just, I just want to be known as, as, you know, Emily, Emily. that was it. Yeah. She's like, I don't want them. And, and I was like, that's exactly right. And it was funny. Cause when I published the book, she said one day something like, I didn't let her read it. That was the first thing I didn't want her to read it. Yeah. And the only thing we did is I got her approval on all the photos. Cause her photos are in the book and I got her approval that all those yeah. photos were okay. And she said to me, mom, well, you know, you should have to pay me for use of my, of my stuff. And you're sharing my story. And I looked at her and I was like, first of all, this is not your story. This is my story. Make sure to hit subscribe. So you'll be notified when part two airs and you can hear more about Tara's story and her book called making cancer fun. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value from it. If something from this stuck with you, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook and tell me your thoughts. Join the private All Mama Care Facebook group to connect with me directly and other listeners across the globe. Hop on over to my website, allmommycare.com. All, A-L-L, no periods, mama, M-A-M-M-A, care care.com there you'll be able to check out some amazing resources to help your child and your family wherever you're listening to this take a screenshot tag me and a couple friends you never know it might be exactly what someone needs to hear today the light within me honors the light within you mm-hmm.